Welcome to Faith City Podcast with your lead pastor, Kevin Wright. For more podcasts, news, and upcoming events, please check out www.myfaithcity.org. On a uh, sermon today that I really felt like it was a timely sermon for some folks, I want to talk to you about dreaming. Dreaming. Not daydreaming, but going after your dreams. And uh, we'll get a good title by the end of the service. We'll get a better title, okay? It's one of those things that God put on my heart to share and how many people have ever seen the movie Rocky? Rocky Balboa, the last Rocky. Wasn't that the, the best Rocky out of all of them? I'm a Rocky fan. I, I actually like, you didn't like the last one? Rocky IV, it was good, huh? I love Rocky. And the, the story of the fighter of Rocky, the last Rocky movie, was he was retired. He was beat up and had pretty much failed financially, only left with the stories of the past. But one day, he tells his brother-in-law, there's still stuff in the basement. Now, by the way, I'm sorry, Marie, that you couldn't sing your song. We'll get it next week, all right, or the week after when we get this thing taken care of. Tape. We only have a tape. Can you believe that? What's up with that? So then everybody begins to tell Rocky, hey, you know, once he says, I still got some stuff in the basement, I can see myself fighting again. Everybody begins to say, you're too old. You can't do it. You're outdated. You're not quick enough. You're not fast enough. You might as well not go back and go back to fighting again. Everybody had an excuse, the reason why uh, he couldn't go back and do what he was wanting to do. Now, that's called a dream. He had a dream. And, he, and, and just like many of you here today, you have a dream. And so what we got to do is figure out what God's dream is on the inside of us and ask ourselves, have we given up on God's dreams? Have we given up on what God's called us to do? Because I don't know about you guys, but I'm going after every dream that God's put in my heart. And I'm going to get to share some really good things with you today. But there are always going to be people in your life, dream assassins. Everybody say dream assassins. There's going to be always somebody in your life that's going to try to assassinate your dream. There are people right now that's not preaching the gospel because someone assassinated the dream. There are people that are supposed to be in the music industry, but someone assassinated their dream. There's somebody supposed to be doing something in this room, but somebody assassinated their dream. Man, we ought to go after our dreams. You know, my thing is, man, who is anybody to tell me that I can't do something. Who, are, who is anybody to tell you that you can't do something for God? You can do anything for God that God tells you to do. Anything. And I said anything. Everybody say anything. anything. There are always going to write this down. There are always going to be people to emerge to try to steal your dream. There's always going to be somebody that's going to try to steal your dream. Always. People will say, you can't do that. Your job may tell you it can't happen. Your own family may say, it can't happen. You may have Christians say, it can't happen. I had a dream at one time about this church. And you should have heard the people say, it won't work. It's not going to work, pastor. It won't work. There's no way you can do it. We started with three or four people and we stayed with the dream that God gave me to build faith, to build families, and to build dreams. That was my dream. That 
was my dream. I didn't see, I didn't have James here yet. I didn't have Lauren. I didn't have a lot of you here yet. But I had a dream. And there was always somebody coming around saying, it can't be done. The economy's too bad. You won't have the money. And here we are three and a half years later, and we are debt free. Debt free. Never borrowed a thing for anything in here. Somebody came along, alongside of that dream and says, I'll dream with you. And they gave and they sowed and, and they believed with me. I'm talking about dreams today that God's put in your heart. Don't let the economy, don't let anybody tell you what you can or can't do. Do what God's called you to do and give it everything you got. Amen. Make sure you're not assassinating your own dreams. There were times I looked inside of Kevin Wright and said, man, you're not good enough. You don't talk, you don't talk that well, pastor. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I said, one time I look at myself in the mirror and said, Kevin, you're not good enough. You're just, you know, there's times the devil would tell me, you're a failure. You barely made it through school. You're not smart enough to run a ministry. You're not smart enough to do anything that God's called you to do. Well, let me tell you guys something today. No matter what your dream is, God is the wisdom that's going to make the dream come to pass. He will give you the wisdom. He will give you the direction. He will give you the money. He'll give you everything. All you need to do is dream and go after it. But not sit on the sidelines and wonder if what will happen. I wonder if I start a church, what will happen? I wonder if I step out in faith, what will happen? Nothing's going to happen for you then. God wants you to go after your dreams. Any, any dreamers in here? How about, have you ever dreamed of the big white house on the hill? Come on, be honest, have you? I mean, go after your dreams. Even if it's a material thing, it's not too late. Amen. I have a dream of owning, owning thousands of acres in the country. I do. It's coming. It, land is looking for me. Land and money is looking for me because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take this land and I'm gonna, I've got a dream and I'm going to teach kids how to fish. I'm going to teach them how to clean their fish. I'm going to teach them how to hunt. That's the country boy in me. I think there's a lot of kids that don't have fathers and they don't know anything about hunting. I want to take them kids hunting. I want to show them how to scout out the woods for deer hunt. That's just something I want to do for kids that don't have fathers. Me and my brother have that dream together. Well, I'm not going to quit that dream. I'm going to dream until it comes to pass. And I'm going to share you guys some stories that I wrote like 10 years ago of dreams I put on the paper. And, I'm, and now I went down, check done. Check, done. Check, done. Happen. God made it happen to this guy. I mean, I don't have much of a college education. I have Bible college education. But if you look, if I look at myself in the mirror outside of Christ, I'm definitely not the guy you're going to see as a CEO of a company. I'm definitely not a guy that you would see over a big corporation. Well, guess what? Inside Christ, I'm there. I'm over something. God, trust me. I'm a good steward with the dreams that God put on inside of me. Amen. This, yeah, give the Lord a hand clap. It's all right. Over the last three and a half years, this church has never had any... Uh, uh, we've never mishandled money. The preacher's not in immorality, not cheating on his wife. You know, this is, that's a testimony that God has entrusted and made me a good steward over, over this house. Amen. 
He trusts me that, and he believes in me enough to pastor people. Somebody say praise the Lord. Now make sure you're not assassinating your own dream because you may be your own worst critic. Don't talk yourself out of your dreams. If your dream is bigger than you, it's probably God. If your dream is bigger than you, it's probably God. If God's calling you to do something that you can't do yourself, and you need all this money, and you need all these things, then it's probably God. But if you think that you can do it by yourself, you're you're dreaming small dreams. Man, big dreams takes God to fulfill them. Big dreams takes God to fulfill those dreams He puts on the inside of you. I love it. I was doing a wedding yesterday and the guy said, you ever nervous when you do this? I said, I'm nervous every time I get in front of people. And they go, why are you nervous? Don't you have, you know, enough faith to do it? I said, man, I don't want to ever be at the place where it's just Kevin Wright. I want to be able to, at a place I trust God for everything. And I do mean everything at a wedding at a funeral, when I preach, no matter where I'm at, I need the Lord to help me. Amen. I like being at that place. You know, I may not be your favorite preacher, you know what I'm saying, but God has put a dream inside me. I may not be your favorite church that you watch on TV, but I can tell you right now, God has put a dream on the inside of me called Faith City Church, and we're doing church the way God showed me in my dream. And it's coming to pass. You're sitting here today because of a dream. And when you go after your dreams, all the puzzle, the puzzle pieces have come together. You know, you know, you can stare at a puzzle all day long until you start putting the pieces together. That puzzle's not coming together. Your life is like a puzzle. Little puzzle pieces. It, there's some, sometimes you need a person to come into your life to get you to that next place. Sometimes you're missing that, that one person you're, you're needing to talk to about that job. I mean, God uses people, doesn't He? When He wants to bless you, He uses people. We are the windows of heaven. Amen. Now, y'all get anything out of this? I'll talk. Now, I'm going to share you some personal stories in a minute, so hang tight. Now, I use dreams and vision as interchangeable. Both are related to your destiny. Every person in here, God has a destiny for your life. He has something just for you. You are tailor-made for that one dream that God put on the inside of you. You are tailor-made for it. He ain't calling anybody else to do it. He wants you to do it. He believes in you to do it. But will you obey? I wrote down some dreams here, and then I'm going to talk to you about some dreams that Terry and I wrote uh, over 10, 10, 11 years ago. I dreamed, this is some things I wrote down. I dreamed that our church, Faith City, would be a worldwide ministry that includes reaching nations of Africa, Thailand, Nicaragua. We've already been to Nicaragua. We support missions in Africa. We support missions in Thailand. We're already doing this as a church. But it started with a dream. We, we dreamed to be a giving church. Two weeks ago, we were able to give $2,000 to uh, the ministry of Todd Powers to go into Pakistan and preach the gospel. That, I'm talking about the same place where they captured Osama bin Laden. I'm talking about Todd Powers' balcony. He could look out his balcony and see the same place where Osama bin Laden was captured. We sent him there again this month. This church, $2,000. 
We dreamed of supporting missions. Amen. I dreamed that our church would be a launching pad. I wrote these things down year, uh, years ago when it came to church. Just wait till I get you your stuff about 11 years ago. I wrote here that our church would be a launching pad. We were able to help launch Pastor uh, Sean Boone's church, help him launch a church in Lake City, Florida, in three years' time. Now, it's had its ups and downs, that church, just like ours has. And there was times Pastor Sean was like, man, I may be coming to help you out over there at Faith City. I said, but you know what, brother? I said, you hang on as long as you can. You keep preaching every sermon as long as you can. You keep standing as long as you can. And he's still standing. He's still preaching in a pulpit today. Maybe 30 or 40 people, man, because he has a dream. I have a dream to build strong families. What you saw today during announcements is us reaching families and making our church a family church. You need to know what kind of church this is. This is what I see in this church. This is where we're going the next 10 years. We're going to have a family church. I want a big family church. But my focus is to have a healthy family where husbands are better husbands. Fathers are better fathers. And mothers are better mothers. And relationships are stronger because of this church. Marriages are stronger because of this church. Children are stronger because of this church. Because of what we're doing in their lives. Amen. Through the word. Somebody say amen. Somebody's excited about it. <laughs> Y'all falling asleep on me? <laughs> now, I had a, a dream to reach the world through media. We still got me, a media team coming. I wanted to be a relevant church. Would you say we're a relevant church? We said we want to be a relevant church. We wanted to be a, a church when people walked in here, they felt like nobody's acting better than them. Isn't that the worst place you could be at? You'd be around somebody they think you're better than them because they have a little bit more money, because they got nicer clothes. Wouldn't it be nice to have a church to go to and nobody's acting better than you? Nobody's better than you at Faith City. We're family here. There's people here who make more money than me, and there, you may be, make more money than me. Don't mean that anybody's better than anybody because you got more money. Somebody say praise the Lord. Amen. Somebody's happy about it. Now, I wrote these things down right here. This whole stack of... Look, this is a short stack of what Terry and I wrote. But this is my goals. I'm going to teach you how to dream and write your goals out. And how to accomplish your goals. Y'all want to learn? How many people want to be successful? How many people want to do something that God's calling you to do? How many people want to be successful financially? Raise your hand. Yeah. How many people want... I mean, wouldn't it be nice to have some money to pay somebody's lunch? Wouldn't it be nice to be able to sow seed, buy someone a new car? Look, I'm talking about getting wealthy to be a blessing. I'm not talking about get wealthy so you can have your big house on a hill and all your cars and you ain't doing nothing for the gospel. I'm not talking to you. Amen. I'm talking to somebody who wants to be blessed to be a blessing. How many people want to be blessed to be a blessing? Terry and I wrote this down. When God called us to go to Jerry Savelle's school... We had no money. We were, I mean, Terry and I, our first three years of marriage, we threw the divorce word out every single day. It's been, you know, it's, it's, it's been 11 years since we've ever said the word divorce in my family. Aren't you glad? We're your pastors. We're not getting a divorce. But when we first got married, 
We, we had all these things going on inside of us. A dream seemed so far off. How are we even going to make it? How are we even going to make it to Jerry Savelle's school? God called us to go to Jerry Savelle's in Texas. So here's what we did. We wrote down the goal right here. Attend and complete two years of JSMI. Jerry Savelle Ministries International. We wrote it down. And this is how... When we write down the goal, write down your goal, and then write down how it's going to happen. Here's what we wrote down. Believe God for the finances to pay off the tuition. We begin to believe God to pay off the tuition. If any of you are going to our Bible school, our Andrew Almax Bible school, this is what you'll need to do right here. You need to write down your goals of what you want to complete. If you want to be successful, you've got to write goals down. You've got to spend time dreaming, writing things down. You know, you know, navigate your, your life through like a couple of years down the road. It's not going to hurt you. And you know, you write it down, it'll happen. Do not let work or anything else interfere with school. This is the next, how are we going to make it to Jerry Savelle's? We weren't going to let work or anything else interfere with our school. Three, we um, put focus on the leading of the Holy Spirit. Never become overwhelmed at things that look impossible. If you want to accomplish your goals, these are things we wrote down. And this, you'll get something out of this. Never become overwhelmed at the things that look impossible. Next, we wrote, continue to be a servant under authority. We knew if we were going to Jerry Savelle's, we could not be offended at our teachers. How many people know people get offended at teachers? Jen, can I get an amen? John, can I get an Amen. They get offended at teachers. If we were going to make it through school, we had to choose. We are going to be under authority, and we would not be offended at the teachers. We, this is how we are going to make it through two years. The next goal we wrote down, Terry uh, and I wrote down, to become a man and woman, woman of integrity. And how are we going to do this? We wrote down, keep your appointments with God. Keep your appointments with God. Staying in the Word. Doing the Word. Refuse to lie. How are you going to... You are not a person of integrity if you lie. Hello? Hello? (laughs) Don't lie. You want to make it in your dreams? Be a person of integrity. Don't lie. It's hard, man. I've heard some of the best lies in the world. Trust me. Everybody say, don't lie. Don't lie lie on anything. As much as I hate paying taxes, I don't lie on my taxes. It's really quiet in here. Moving on. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Much as I don't know why they deserve it, but (laughs) I paid $7,000 in taxes, and I didn't make the least amount of money I've ever made. I had to pay like five thousand plus the year before, and we God finally, I finally received my harvest, and now I'm I don't owe any taxes. Woohoo! <laughs> Hallelujah! <laughs> I can owe anybody else, but you don't want to owe the government. I promise you, you don't. Anybody's ever been there or there? I pray a harvest over you. Now. The next thing we wrote down as a goal is develop a stronghold of faith in our lives. Would y'all say that Terry and I are people of faith? We wrote it down. That we aimed our life toward being people of faith. We wrote it down. 
We said, this is what we want to be. This is what kind of person I want to be. I want to be a person of faith. I want to be a person that believes God and teaches people how to believe God. I want to be a person that stands in the face of the storm and says, I'm not going to quit. Amen. That's what I'm talking about. Faith. We wrote it down. We set a goal. This is what I want to be like. This is who I want to be in my life. How are we going to do that? Meditating on the Word of God. Listening to the Word. Constantly acting on the Word. Staying committed to the Word. Staying committed to the Word. Man, I'm spitting a lot. I must be preaching real good. (laughs) Now, um, the next goal, we wanted to draw from as as much Word out of the man of God as possible when we were at Jerry Savelle's. We wanted to know everything he knew about the Word. I mean, I'm talking about, I got under the word as much as I can. You're talking about, I'm talking about a holy roller, Jeff. I'm talking, one of the holy rollers, they, I'm talking about, they're in the word, they're talking the word, they're being in the word. That was us. We worked full time and went and had five hours of school a day, sitting under teaching, Monday through Friday, day after day, getting the gospel, getting the gospel. And we believed for it. We believed for this. Amen. And then, uh, number five, we wrote down, become full-time ministers after school is over. Hello? Hello? We had a dream that we would be full-time ministers after school is over. School's over. I'm preaching. I do this full-time. You say, Pastor, you mean... You actually work? Yes. I mean, pastoring is a full-time job, a 24-7 job. You know, last night, taking the call at 1.30 in the morning. You know, being there for people, it's... I think I have a harder job than doctors do. I just don't know how to operate on people. But spiritually, I do. Amen. I should get paid like them. I signed the checks just with my doctor's signature, but I haven't seen any of the paychecks they have yet. It's on its way. Amen. We put, we're going to be full-time ministers, and this is how we're going to do it. We need to get ordained and licensed. We are ordained and licensed through Shoreline Church in Destin, Florida, under my friend, Pastor Eric Pardon. He's our church covering, praise God. He believed in us. We got it. We ordained. We're licensed to do this. You don't have a rookie pastor. I may look like, you know, I'm 16, praise God. I, don't, I wish I could say that now. But, but I've been in the ministry since I was 19 years old. I've been doing this for a, a while. And you get some older people coming in thinking, what's this kid know? Well, I've been in this for a while. I'm not a kid on the inside anymore. I believe I'm a man of God on the inside. Amen. Somebody say praise Him. How are you going to be a full-time minister? I wanted you to share this. I want to share our lives with you and show you your dreams can come to pass. This is how you're going to do it, David. You're going to write down your goals. Your goal may be, I want to be the best I can at Faith City or whatever, getting involved in the ministry. Write it down. Uh, We wrote down, stay in prayer and know that God wants to send us. 
That God loved us and He wanted to use us. You need to know that God wants to use you. I don't care how disqualified you are. You're looking at one of the most in the natural disqualified people. But when you got Christ into the equation, you are qualified. I'm telling you, there's nothing I can't do without Jesus. Nothing! There is nothing. I can do all things through Christ. All things, Tommy. I am a success. I am, I am going somewhere. I'm not a nobody. I am somebody. you got to believe that about you. That God would use you. Amen. Now the next thing we wrote down is that we want to be worldwide evangelists. I'm not done yet. Because gonna, we're going to reach the world through a church like this. This will be a church that evangelizes around the world leading countless people of Jesus Christ. And I wrote down here, how am I going to do this? Have the faith enough for a jet to reach the lost people of the world. Amen. How am I going to do it? You say, Pastor, are you believing for a jet? I'm believing for a jet. And if y'all want to go overseas with me, you can ride in it because I want to be a person of faith. What do people of faith do? They believe. They dream. They go after it. You get it on paper, bless God, and you can do anything that God calls you to do. You can come touch the jet. I don't want to be touching everybody else's jet, watching everybody else have a jet. I want a jet to preach the gospel. It'll come. It'll come. Amen. Because I'm dreaming. I'm not staying the same place this year than I was last year. I'm moving forward. You know, believe God for a car. You say, Pastor, you believe in believing for material things? I do when you use them for the gospel. I believe you ought to have a nice car. Jesus is going to come back on a nice white horse, amen? It ain't going to be no donkey. It won't be no camel. I'm talking, it's going to be a stallion coming from streets of gold. I'm talking about, I mean, you're going to notice this thing. Bling, bling. <laughs> ain't no camel coming. <laughs> you know, no. Y'all hearing me? Jesus ain't got no poverty in him. There is no poverty in Jesus. <laughs> we said, how are we going to do this? We said, we're going to have a jet. We, I wrote down here, learn how to be strategic in soul winning. Did you guys, do you believe that I'm a soul winner? I wrote this down 11 years ago, you guys. This church needs to know how to dream. We could dream together as a church and accomplish anything at this church if we dream. If I lay the vision now, if I say this is what we're going to do at Faith City, we're going to build faith, we're going to build families, we're going to build dreams, this, we're, going to get it, we're going to get property, and we're going to have a church building that we're not in very often because we're out there doing the gospel. Amen. We just need a building you know, to house all the people that we're getting saved. I'm not here very often in this church. I'm out doing things. You come to this church during the week, you better call first. I'm out there doing stuff. I'm not pastor at the desk, you know, thinking. No, I do that at home. I dream at home. When I'm at church, I'm working. I work during the week. Amen. You come with me, I'll show you. Just hang around, we'll do some work together. Starting tomorrow, we're going to help move somebody. Amen. You say, Pastor, that's not ministry. Ministry is meeting the needs of the people. Well, it don't matter. If somebody needs move, let's do it. If someone needs a wheelchair ramp, let's bless God, let's build it. I ain't no sissy. 
It may take me four hours to build a, bless God, or whatever it was called, what is, a baker's rack. Four hours. Bless God, I got in there, I did it. About tore it apart three times, about cussed while I was doing it. I didn't almost cuss. Kevin cussed for me. I said, cuss for me, Kevin. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> Go ahead and cuss for me. I can't do it. The next goal that we wrote down was to destroy the works of the devil everywhere we go through Jesus Christ. How are we going to do that? By, by having a move of the Holy Spirit. By interceding, by interceding and praying. By laying hands on the sick. Casting out devils. Preaching the good news. The anointing destroys the yoke and removes burdens. Amen. That means every service, everywhere I go, there ought to be an anointing that destroys things off of people. I don't even have to lay hands on you. May, you may hear something I get. I'm saying this morning, and that heaviness that you've been carrying just goes boom. I'm going to make it. That's the anointing destroying the yoke. You get your dream back. You got to dream you're healed. You got to dream you're financially blessed. You got to dream about it and believe it can happen to you. It can. It will. I used to go to the banks for everything. You need something? Borrow. I dream. I dream. I can pay cash for a car, brand new. What? What? Everybody say, okay. I believe. You know why? Because I'm a seed sower. I give cars. I bless God. I'm, I'll, I'll pay for one cash, and then God will get a hold of my heart, and he'll have me sow it. Amen. Elvis is not the only guy that should have ever gave all the cars away. Kevin Wright should be there. Elvis, you know, gave more cars than anybody I know. Y'all know how many Cadillacs that man gave back when he was... Y'all heard about that, Elvis? Man, he sowed some seed. Man, he gave away cars after cars after cars. I'd love to do that. Wouldn't you love for me to do that for you? Wouldn't you love to do it? <laughs> Somebody will get mad until the car's coming to them. They'll get mad because I'm talking about it. But if the car was coming to them... Oh, bless God. I'll take it. Like the preacher says, I don't believe that you should be uh, doing the lottery. And they're preaching against the lottery. But bless God, somebody in their church wins the lottery and they come bringing a million dollars. Oh, bless God, I believe now. That's why I don't say nothing about it. If you don't believe that it's right, then you shouldn't receive it. You win that lottery, bring it on home. Amen. We're going to build a new building. <laughs> I am not blessing you to play the lottery, all right? That's between you and God. I don't play. All right? All right. <laughs> but I will receive. The church will receive. I'm letting you know right now. The church will receive. And I'll consider it a blessing. The wages of the sinner is laid up for the just. I'll even put a scripture to it. Bring your jug money too. We'll take it. <laughs> All right, Lord. I'm, I'm sorry, Father. Thank you. Forgive me, Jesus. <laughs> Our next goal was we wanted to be involved in missions any way that God wanted us to be involved. And how... <laughs> you guys are still stuck on that. I'm moving on, all right? 
The next thing we wanted to do is we wanted to be involved in missions, and how we were going to do that was we had to get fear out of our lives that we, God, you can send us anywhere you want to send us, that we would not be afraid to go anywhere that God was calling us, to any country, to any dangerous place, that, that God, we want to be involved in missions. So how we were going to do that, we had to remove fear out of our lives that that we would go there and die on the mission field. If we did die on the mission field, it would be a great honor to die on the mission field. But I believe that God protects us so we don't have to die, so we can continue coming back to the mission field. Amen. Hallelujah. These are things that Terry and I did that that ought to stir you up to go after your goals and go after your dreams. You're not a nobody. You're not just somebody that God, God didn't go down the line, I love you, I love you not, I love you, I love you not, I love you, I love you not. He loved every one of you, and He put a destiny inside of you, and God wants you to fulfill that destiny. I do believe that when it comes to ministry, 90% of people will fulfill their destiny inside a local church. I believe that the local church, people can come to a local church and they can do ministry inside the local church. God ain't calling every single one of you to have your own ministry. Some, you will be involved in somebody else's dreams at times. Or God may call you to do something on your own, launch out on your own. But 19 years of my life, I poured into the local church. I believe in the local church. Do you believe in the local church? I believe we ought to be the the people in this city that makes a difference in this city is the church, not just this church, but the corporate church setting. Amen? Now, after I wrote that down, after I wrote these things down, I wrote down obstacles, things that would stop me from doing my goals. You need to know that when you write down your goals about your life, it could be school, It could be you want to be a millionaire. It could be that you want to be this for God. It could be that house. I don't, that's between you and God. It could be that you want to be successful. You need to know that no matter what, there are dream assassins. There are obstacles on anything that you try to do for God. Obstacles. Things that's going to try to prevent you, Callie, from doing what God told you to do. Things that's going to try to stop you. There's been many a times that devil's tried to stop me with this church. Many a times I felt like it'd been easier just to quit this church. I get more, I get, I'm better friends with sinners, people who smoke dope and drink alcohol, and I get Christians mad at me all the time. I go to the beach, people be smoking dope. Hey, Pastor Kevin! <laughs> Drinking alcohol? Hey, buddy, you want, you want a soda? They know I don't drink and smoke. I've never been drunk my whole entire life. But I'm, I'm good friends with those folks. They're good. They're easy to witness to. You can just talk to them about Jesus. And they just go, oh, I like that. I like that. You get some religious, and they start preaching to them, and they say, get away from me, you Jesus freak. Man. Sorry about that. That was a little sidetracked there a minute. Everybody say obstacles. Now, we wrote down to complete one year of JSMI. Here's, how, here's what we wrote down. Obstacles that will come to prevent your dream. We wrote down too much work, not enough study. We also wrote down the only way that we weren't going to complete the second year of JSMI would be if Satan attacked our finances and we didn't have the money to, to pay for our schooling. That was a big fa- We factored it in. And then we started saying these things will not happen to us. But when they tried to happen to us, we knew what to do. 
Because we were already ready for that little, low-level devil. We were ready for him. So when he tried to show his stupid, ugly self, we just battled up on his head with the word, and we just we resisted him, and we stayed with it, and we finished JSMI. Amen. Not without obstacles trying to prevent itself. We were over uh, we were over in Texas. My mom and dad were in Titusville, and we wrote down another way the obstacles would happen if Satan attacked our families. So we began to intercede for mom and dad. During that time, dad had went to the hospital, and he they put a trach uh, back in his throat. His throat was uh, swell, swollen really bad. I was at Jerry Savelle's. I was a tither. I'm going to Bible school in my dad's home, and the doctor said he's going to have to talk with the trach in his throat for the rest of his life. Obstacle. I'm at Jerry Savelle's. I have left Titusville, Florida. I am gone. Anybody listen to me? I'm gone. And here the devil wants to mess with my family while I'm doing the will of God. Some people say, well, God must be trying to teach you something. That is not God trying to teach you something. That is the devil coming in, attacking my family. If, if it's God trying to teach you something, then don't resist. You lay back and say, let it happen, God. But here's what I did. That, they called me up. Maybe you heard this story, but it's my testimony. They called me up. They're saying that your dad's going to have to talk with the trach in his throat for the rest of his life. I told the manager, I told the manager's store, I'm taking a break. I went over behind some boxes in the warehouse. I was a warehouse manager on the dock. I, I went over there, and I got behind those boxes. I said, and I had a word with the devil. No way, devil, this ain't going to happen to my dad. I command that swelling to come down. I command him to be healed right now. I send the word of God into that hospital bedroom. I send the word. I believe in sending the word. I sent the word. And God healed my father. The swelling went down like that. You remember that? It was like all of a sudden, they're saying one thing, and the next thing you know, the swelling's gone, sewed him back up, he's fine. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying to you? Obstacles that try to stop you, prevent you from going after your dreams, from being somebody God wants you to be. You are not a nobody. You are somebody. Believe. Believe that you can. Believe that you will. Step out and do what God's called you to do. Get rid of your fears. There's going to be obstacles every time you try to do something for God. But you, you resist those obstacles. Know that God can take care of you. Know that He wants to take care of you. Know He'll guide you. Know He'll finance you. He'll finance you. You want to be a doctor? Be a doctor. You want to be a mechanic? Be the best doggone mechanic in the world. Amen. I think Julian's a good mechanic right there. I take all my cars to him, all two of them. Amen. My 96 and my 97. Amen. <laughs> 96 and 97 paid for, though. Amen. <laughs> Touch the person next to you and say, the devil's a liar. Don't call them the devil. Just say, the devil's a liar. Now, we wrote down, I'll end with this. I'll end with this. I don't have time to go over every single thing that we did. What we wrote down was, is that we would be a man and woman of integrity. How was that going to happen? We would not fall into sin. We're going to Bible school. We saw at Bible school people going to the clubs 
I'm telling you, you would be amazed at what happens at Bible school. I had, I mean, the first day I'm working at service merchandise and a girl at the school hit on me. I'm a good-looking guy. It happens every once in a while. I thought she was just being friendly. That's what they all say. Oh, they're just nice. That's too nice. I mean, I'm, the worst, we're at Bible school. People are losing their marriages. People are going to the clubs on the weekends. Brother Copeland came to our school with his eyes piercing in the sanctuary to the students. He says, and I can't remember, he says, there's people going out at night, and he called the whole school out. People having sex. I mean, he called it out, this prophet, come in, straighten the whole school out. I looked at Terry and said, it's not me. It's not me. It's not me. It's not me. I promise you, it's not me. And, and, and then she says, not me. And we said, we know who it is. We know who it is. It's that harlot over there in the corner. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> I stood up and said, Brother Copeland, it's her. It's her right there, Brother Copeland. She hit on me over there in the store the other day. <laughs> Become a man and woman of integrity. How do you do it? You don't fall into sin. Number two, I wrote, become, don't become lazy in your walk with God. Amen. Everybody say, don't become lazy. And how are we going to do this? Don't take the Word of God for granted. You have the Word. The Word's in you. Don't take it for granted just because you know a Scripture, just because you know something about God. Don't take it for granted. Don't take your church for granted. Don't take your marriage for granted. God has blessed us. And we are so blessed. Man, we can do anything for God. Are y'all listening? Amen. And I wish I had... I'll take a couple more minutes and then we'll end. Too much work and not enough study will prevent you from being what God's called you to do. Attack on the finances. Attack on your family. Falling into sin. Becoming too lazy with God. Not taking the Word of God, taking the Word of God for granted. No time or fellowship with God. Fear of failure. Doubting the Word. Fear of not having a place to preach. Y'all listen to me. At one time I said, God, I'm called to be a preacher. Where am I going to preach? At one time that was a big deal to me. I didn't know where I was going to preach. I didn't have you guys. God said, you preach to anybody I put in front of you. Anybody to listen. As soon as I got someone who could listen to me, boy, I started preaching. I, the first sermon I ever preached, I started with a little tape recorder. Remember the tape recorders? Tapes. This is a while ago. I, I started on tapes. I would record myself preaching. I would come home from the, be- the beach, and I would preach on this recorder, and then I'd play it through, and then I was like, I wonder if anybody would buy this tape. You know, I was immature. I didn't know, I didn't know, like, we give away everything now, you know. We give away. No, notice the CDs that I preach. They're free. You paid for them. You might as well get them for free. This church paid for the CDs. You get them for free. You paid for the paper on it. You paid for the CD in the offering. You did it. You get it for free. Amen? But I started with the tape, Terry. You remember, I mean, I had my tapes. 
But I believed that one day I would be a preacher that someone might listen to. Y'all listening to me today. But it started with a dream. Someone will listen to you. Someone, God will put people in your path. What is your dream? Go after it. Are y'all listening? Go after it. Don't lose your focus. Don't lose your passion for God and your passion for souls. And don't be deceived. Don't be deceived. God will back you 100%. Everybody say 100%. Did y'all get anything out of the Word today? Did you get anything out of the Word? Did you learn anything? You know, um, I want to just pray for you. Let's have that worship team come back up real quick. And we'll end with this. Don't, don't shut me down yet, all right? Don't shut God off. We got a lot of time, but uh, we're going to dismiss, but not without giving people to act on their faith. I'll give someone's mic back here in a minute, all right? Everybody say dream. Dream. You are not a failure. I don't care what anybody's ever said over you. You are not a failure. You are not a failure. Anthony, you are not a failure. Tommy, you are not a failure. I never had a father. You're not a failure. I never had anybody that believed in me, Pastor. Nobody, no one told me what it was like to be courageous. No one told me to step out. No one had my back. You are not a failure. You have a heavenly Father that is waiting for you to grab your assignment and go after Him with all of your heart. What are you waiting for? You are not a failure. Everybody say, I am not a failure. Somebody, that's for somebody today. I am not a failure. Come on, say it. I am not a failure. Neither will I ever be a failure. Now, I may not be somebody that you think is the most successful person in the world. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm very proud of what God's did in my life. I know where I came from. I'm not done yet, but I know that God has brought me to this place. I know the Lord has brought me to this place. I know the Lord's had my back ever since I stepped out. He's never failed me one time. I never prayed a prayer that He didn't come through on. He's always had my back. He told me to start this church. Man said, you can't start that church. God said, you start that church. I said, yes, sir. Give me the money and I'll do it. He said, no, don't wait on the money. Just do it. Have a first service. First service. Second service. Third service. Oh, Lord, we need things to, we need speakers. Oh, my lawnmower. Somebody call that. Terry comes out. Someone's on the phone. Hello? Pastor Kevin. Sitting on my lawnmower, turned it off. Yeah? Man, God told me to give you those speakers. Really? Those speakers? The $8,000 speakers? Yes, the $8,000 speakers. Eight, the ones with the amps in it, the amps, those $8,000? Yes, those $8,000. Okay, praise God. God wants me to do this. Then I needed a trailer to. All this, we used to set all this up at the movie theater. Everything you see, we had to put it. How many people remember that? We had to bring it through the doors. I hear somebody struggling. 
We had to bring it through the door, set everything up. These lights were, I mean, we had to set everything up. Lights, camera, action. And we had to bring it through. I said, Lord, we got to get this out of these little trailers we had. I need a trailer. I need, I need some. A woman came up, called me and said, Pastor Kevin, are you home? I said, yeah, Terry and I are home. You're going to meet with me. You're going to meet with me and my wife. Amen. Come home. Came to the house. Gave me a check. $7,000. There goes the trailer. We got the trailer. But it started with a dream. $7,000 came after the dream. After me stepping out. After me going for what God's called me to do. It comes after. Don't wait for all the things to happen in the natural. Things got to happen in the spiritual before they happen in the natural. Do you understand what I'm talking? Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? (laughs) Well, (laughs) I really do love you guys. Maybe you have a dream. Would you go ahead and stand? As we begin to sing this song, if you need to come down this altar and you need some prayer, or if you just need anything, or you just want to kneel, or you just want to, man, you just want to talk to God about that dream. And look, Mercedes, you're pregnant, right? How does it feel to be pregnant? Great, amen, in the name of Jesus. You're pregnant. There's a baby in that womb. There's a baby here. Now, it takes time for a baby. It takes like nine months, right? We know there's a baby there. That's a baby. Well, it's not a baby until... It's not Anthony's baby, by the way. <laughs> Anthony moved away. <laughs> and Tommy stood in there. I like that, Anthony. Good job. Anthony's like, I need to get away from Mercedes. <laughs> and so Tommy stands in there. Yeah, that's my baby. Amen. Anthony's not pregnant, I promise. But there's a baby there. It takes nine months. And you know, sometimes to have a baby, you know, there, there comes these birth pains before that baby comes out. Amen? You know, it happens. Birth pains. From the start, Jesus said, there's going to be birth pains. I don't know why that curse had to come in the earth. But you know what? I'm believing God, you know, that you're going to have a perfect delivery, by the way. But... There are you have to carry that baby around. I carried Face City around with me. You couldn't see my stomach, but inside my spirit, I was pregnant with a vision. I, I got this baby on inside. I'm like Jesus, I was going to bed. I was thinking about the church. I called Jen from uh, Live Oak, Florida, and you're the first person I said we're going to launch this church. Jen's like, I'll get my mom and Tom, and look, they're still here. And so, and all of a sudden, we had four people. We knew we had Rachel, and that was like five people. We, we're growing. We hadn't even started. We're growing. But it's because I carried this baby, and then the baby, we had to deliver the baby. Amen? And then we raising the baby. And we were wiping diapers of the baby. Changing the diapers. I mean, not wiping the diapers, praise God. <laughs> wiping the bottom. Yeah, there you go. And now this baby has been birthed. And now this Faith City Church that was once a little infant is growing up. We're maturing. Amen. I don't know what spiritual dream that you have, what dream that God's put in you. If you need prayer or you're going through something, I just want to lift you up. Make this altar available as we sing one song. 
And then uh, you might just want to come up and say, Lord, here I am. I'm yours. Do whatever you want with me. I'll go wherever you want me to go. I'll do whatever you want me to do. It might be an altar of surrender. Amen. As we begin to sing this song, I just want to open that to you. Amen. As a, a release of your faith. God bless you.